Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Amir Beringian. Amir Beringian is the co-founder of REM5, a vertically integrated immersive technology company focused on using virtual reality to impact positive change and social good. Opened in 2017, REM5 operates an 8,000-square-foot facility in Minneapolis, Minnesota that is equipped with the latest in VR technology and hosts over 10,000 guests a year. REM5, for good, has facilitated VR-based education and training for K-12 schools and for diversity, equity, and inclusion at national and multinational companies. Amir is the lead designer of Steps of Privilege VR, an interactive VR experience that provides a safe space for users to explore and reflect on the nuances of their own privilege. Prior to founding REM5, he spent 12-plus years in investment banking and corporate finance. Amir is a 2020 Oculus Launchpad Fellow. Well, good afternoon, Amir. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Excited to chat with you here today. Absolutely. And I'm just as thrilled as you can tell. And again, I, I mention this all the time, and I'm sure the audience is tired of hearing it. But again, my favorite part of the day is jumping on a podcast. So, so let's jump into the questions, Amir. You've got quite the career in mergers and acquisition as a director, a board member, and now you're the co-founder at REM5 Virtual Reality Lab or VR Lab. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? It's a good question, and and if there was a secret, nobody's told it to me yet. So unfortunately, I don't I don't have the the, the secret. But for me, I'd have to say it's really just staying curious and kind of having the. Uh, I, I'm fortunate to have two toddlers now, and and I'm starting to get the question of why uh, 150 times a day. And mm-hmm. and as I reflect on kind of my career, that's kind of how I've I've always operated, starting in investment banking where. At business school, you have you read about businesses and textbooks, and then day one, you're actually in board meetings with real businesses, trying to understand how they how they really drive value in the real world outside of academia. And and so, just asking that question of why and being curious, and and really having some profound moments where you know I, I worked with a company called Core Power Yoga, that's a pretty flashy company, and 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 sold them uh, uh, back in 2012 or 13, all the way to working with a metal stamping company that you think might not be that interesting or exciting. And once you get in behind the, the, the doors and start asking why, you start to realize that there's some really, really fascinating aspects to, to companies that maybe aren't as, 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 as flashy or glitzy as, as others. And I think just staying curious has, has kind of driven me to where I am uh, uh, today. And then lastly, I'd say there's, it's cliche, you probably hear it from everybody you talk to, but there's no shortcuts to hard work. Uh, you just, you gotta, you gotta grind it out at the end of the day. Absolutely. I think we've all been there. Uh, we're all either been an entrepreneur one one time in our life or currently are. So uh, we certainly appreciate um, your insights to where you are today and where you came from. So thank you. And Amir, let's talk about this pandemic. We briefly talked about it before we jumped on the podcast, but we see some light at the end of the tunnel, but we're still kind of reeling economically from this, right? So we've had to make these pivots and shifts. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Yeah, definitely. At at the end of the day, the, the pandemic has has been uh, terrible. Obviously, not supportive of a pandemic, but it has really accelerated the adoption of technology across business verticals, and that's no different for immersive technology. and And our business model was really built around uh, making high end VR accessible to the masses. So, if you think about schools that could be using uh, VR for K through twelve education, or companies that could be using VR for training. 
they don't have the VR hardware, they don't have the software, and they don't know how to use it yet. So we really were built around providing a, a full turnkey VR as a service solution. Uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, it was really challenging for us to literally put VR headsets on uh, individuals, which is where we really, uh, really thrived pre-pandemic. Um, so longer term, uh, we hope to go back to that same same business model, and we're seeing uh, you know more interest than we ever have uh, in our company history to to do that type of work. But uh, day one in the pandemic, when we were kind of taken out at the knees, we needed to focus on a more accessible technology where we could still fulfill our our mission of using immersive technology. And uh, we we landed on a techno- technology called WebXR, which is uh, open source tech. Uh, think of basically a web page, but being three dimensional and allowing for social interaction. And so we took a real hard look at that tech. There's some trade-offs in terms of what you can do uh, from a compute power uh, standpoint, but the accessibility is is uh, exponentially higher than a VR headset because it, you can access it across platforms. So you can use it on a desktop, you can use it on a mobile device, and you can also use it on a VR headset. So we uh, we started building uh, uh, spaces for our clients. One one uh, example of that is we built uh, we spend a lot of time in the cultural competence and emotional intelligence education arena, and we built a space called One City Two Realities. That's a virtual exhibition space focusing on the racial inequities in this country and in Minneapolis in particular, where we're located. And we've we deployed that with nonprofits, schools, uh, corporations, from Target to General Mills to really give their employees another resource. Uh, for that important information that that's not just another Zoom and, or PowerPoint. Uh, so that was exciting. And then the second big example of, of deploying that same technology is we worked with the Minnesota Twins and built uh, one of the world's first uh, pro sports exhibition spaces. We, we did a, a virtual Hall of Fame experience last month uh, where they had over 6,000 fans from all over the country and world uh, able to go and tour their totally virtual Hall of Fame experience right from the comfort of their home with uh, just a desktop that the general public's been using for for Zoom and PowerPoints. Uh, so that's been really exciting for us. Um, we hope to get back to uh, high-end, fully dynamic VR in headset. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we've been able to, to find some success uh, with WebXR. That's awesome. I appreciate some of the use cases you've had during the pandemic to really help not only you know innovate as a company, but you're actually helping a lot of people in a time of need like this. So thank you, Amir. And Amir, let's jump into my favorite topic here. I'm a technologist by trade, and you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack, right, around the VR space. But is there anything specific you might be able to share with our audience? Nothing too. I mean, there's there's no secrets uh, in the immersive tech space. I think that we're we're built around kind of being XR tech agnostic. I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to be user-centric and solve problems with immersive technology. When we hit the pandemic and we weren't able to use high-end VR at scale, we really leaned into this web technology. So the WebXR that I mentioned earlier, that's been where we've spent a lot of our time. And then also as a slight tangent, um, augmented reality is a, is a tool that I think has a ways to go because the, there, there's not, uh, there's some limitations to the hardware, but mobile AR right now is pretty exciting. Uh, and in particular, web AR, so web-based AR on your mobile device where you don't have to actually download an application. Um, we've had a lot of fun uh, deploying some web AR. Eighth Wall is a, is a company that we've used their, their product um, that's, that's been absolutely amazing uh, to work with. And we've also done some other work with um, 
with Spark ARs, the the Facebook uh, owned uh, platform, and uh, JigSpace is another piece of of software we, we we've used in the AR space. Great, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I know that's going to be helpful for a lot of uh, our audience that uh, is into this uh, technology. So, in your last question. A lot of people want to know a little bit more about you. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career or transition their career in technology or entrepreneurship? Yeah, so that's a big question. Uh, I would say on entrepreneurship, it, another cliche answer coming at you, but you really got to be passionate about what you're doing and what your mission is. Uh, it's it's there's there's no shortcuts like we were talking about earlier, and and uh, you're going to get knocked down and have to take left turns and right turns, and one day a pandemic might come and and force you to pivot. So you got to be really passionate about what you're doing. And then on the tech side, my background's in investment banking. Uh, I sold uh, companies and worked uh, shoulder to shoulder with entrepreneurs uh, for more than a decade and had a blast doing that. But I didn't have any background in in technology in particular. And as I looked at the immersive tech space. I just, my thesis was you had a lot of really, really bright people in the tech space creating really, really exciting technology, but they, were, they weren't really focused on, are we solving problems for the end users? And can we provide low friction, high value experiences? And so uh, from an outsider looking in, that's the, the kind of why I, I kept asking myself. And um, here we are today, I'm running a, a tech company. That's awesome. And there's a lot of guests on the show that have a similar experience of not just pivoting in the pandemic, but pivoting in their career altogether and, and make a complete 180. So uh, I think that's uh, not totally unique to you, but we certainly like your unique story for sure. And Amir, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the time. Bye for now. Bye.